Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. It's a living thing, a giving 
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in today and people of First Nations background all around the planet, and we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm your host for the hour. I use the pronouns she and her, and welcome to all listeners, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. Opened up today with Troy Cassar Daly back on country from his excellent album, The World Today of 2021, last year tell you why we did that in a second. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, If you want to talk about the range of issues today, we've got some difficult ones to cover. So I'll go um, just general content note. If there is anything queerphobic, um, you can contact QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania on 1800 184 527. You can also um, contact Rainbow Door on 1800 729 367 or SMS on 0480. 017246. And remember, any opinions I express on the show are my own because the issues we need to cover today will do cover some ones that have been, well, emotional um, during the week. The situation of the Manly Sea Eagles, and did try to get in touch with the crew from Pacific X um, to get their lived expertise, unfortunately, not available. Um, So we'll quote some articles and posts that I have seen from people of the lived expertise in the main. Um, And also um, the issue of lighting up the shrine. Um, Some better news from Greece for people of intersex experience to balance it out and many others. So if you want to get in touch with the program on those issues or anything else that's um, on your queer and allied minds, you can get in touch um, via out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And if you are multitasking at home watching SummerSlam today, well done to you. I'm not going to multitask on air on that one. You can also look for posts on Facebook and comment under there, Sally Goldner AM, uh, my page, or out of the pan. 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Opened up today with Troy Cassar Daly um, in honour of the sad news last night and regarding the passing of legendary musician Archie Roach at the age of 66. And I'm well aware from the statement put out by Archie's sons and repeated in news articles such in the ABC and The Age and other elsewhere that... Um, Archie's sons have given permission for Archie's likeness, music and image to be reused in honour of his legacy. I don't know why, but I can't bring myself to to play the song today. It feels emotional for me and I'm neither Aboriginal nor Torres Strait Islander. If I have that wrong, I'd love to hear from, um, gently, from um, people, particularly of First Nations background, um, you know, what, um, what's going on there? But what what a legend! And I should add, of course, to, um, in terms of Pacific Islanders, um, it is the last episode today of our um, series with the great crew from Pacific X. But you know, there's so. I mean, no, I'm not Aboriginal. I'm not Torres Strait Islander. I'm not First Nations. But 
um, so much to admire in Archie Roach, the dignity in which he communicated his message, um, um, you know, sort of, um, um, and how he went about it, um, how much of an impact took the children away, which Paul Kelly, um, his great friend, has spoken about so many times um, in terms of, um, um, you know, when the first time he heard the song and the audience was just mesmerised by it in their way. So it's a um, certainly a, um, you know, just an amazing person. I um, Someone asked me earlier today, one of our awesome listeners, remember we only have awesome listeners on who listen to 3CR, not regular listeners, um, Hoffler asked, would I play an Archie Roach song? As I say, I just can't bring myself to do that. So I'm playing as much as I can today um, music by um, First Nations artists and and or with, um, we'll say, known and I think reasonable allies. Um, but so much of a, a gentle social um, well, warrior, I know, you know, it can have gendered implications in maybe. Uh, hello to Xena Warrior Princess if you're listening. Uh, but a gentle warrior, if we like, then. Um, in, in other words, a posit- what might be considered a positive blend of masculinity and femininity. And given what he must have been through as a st- member of the Stolen Generation, um, very, very remarkable. And um, you know, I'm sure there'll be many shows on this station that will be able to, if they wish to, talk more about that um, and um, you know, sort of um, and what he what he meant to people of the lived expertise. So going with that mu- that musical approach today. Um, but um, so many issues to cover today. It's been a very busy week. But just to give us a boost to get us started. Um, and um, that is that good news from Greece in that Greece has banned intersex genital mutilation. And here is a, a post which I'll pop in in full into the pod, um, hyperlink into the podcast um, from Intersex Greece in that it's um, their heading is an historic day for the protection of the human rights of intersex children as of 19th July 2022. Surgical and other medical interventions carried out on intersex infants and children secretly and without consent to in big, I'll say big inverted commas and these it's inverted commas in this article conform their sex characteristics with inverted commas typical male or female anatomy have been legally banned in Greece. So um, historic for um, Greece, it's the fifth country in the world and the fourth in the European Union after Malta, Portugal, Germany and Iceland to ban IgM and other so-called normalisations, more inverted commas, um, and that's incredibly welcome. And intersex Greece has been fighting for defence of intersex people for years and um, months of cooperation from their Ministry of Health and um, they the um, legislation prohibits medical operations and procedures performed on intersex children. Um, and I'm not going to use the term that is disliked by people of intersex experience. And they can only um, be performed on minors who have reached 15 and only with free and informed consent. Now, this is what in- people of intersex experience want. Unless there's a medical emergency, no need to do a surgery until the person is, say, 15, maybe Australia 16 or definitely 18, when it's their illegal adult, and it's their call, gives a sense of ownership. So, um, and um, if there is a need under, um, um, and this article says, and I quote, in in addition, in order to carry out any such medical intervention not urgent for health, 
permission will be granted from the local magistrate's court following the granting of opinion by an interdisciplinary committee, which will consist of experts in such matters. And that would certainly, we would hope, be people of intersex, including people of intersex experience. And certainly it does. And there's also prison sentences and monetary penalties um, if, if these, these laws are violated. So that's a very, very welcome move. What's happening on this large island is that the area now known as the Australian Capital Territory completed their consultation on a draft bill around um, three weeks ago. And I believe at this stage there's plans to introduce that the bill in its um, the appropriate form uh, on around the um, 8th of August, I believe, is when that will go to the ACT Parliament. And given there is only one House of Parliament, and I believe Labor and Greens have a combined majority, that is looking touch wood, fingers crossed, and everything else very, very promising. So a big win for intersex people in Greece, and hopefully one coming soon. And of course, once we have one piece of legislation on the board in Australia, one would hope that other states and territories can then follow very quickly. And I believe a few would be um, in the um, very willing to move quickly including Victoria, where I believe, although there's two Houses of Parliament, the, there would be um, adequate numbers, um, including from, um, I think, across the Parliament. So great news for people of intersex experience, strong solidarity um, with you. We know that you know, you've had less pro, um, prog- progress on specific issues for intersex than, say, in, in trans and bi, and that is just a fair comment. So um, I hope that that gives you a sense of hope and encouragement um, that there will be less of these unnecessary surgeries, at least in one country, in the future. Let's continue on with the theme of Indigenous artists today in honour of the now late great Archie Roach. Here's a track that comes from The Winners, the Australian um, Tamworth country music compilation that comes out every year at the time of the awards. And this was 2004's compilation, Here's Down the Road, with Jimmy Little, also, again, featuring Troy Cassar daily. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I was standing at the end Of every wicked way I knew In a place so bad I couldn't see And I broke down and cried Saying what else can I do When I'm walking down the road he made for me Down the road he made for me Where the sun and the moon And the neon do not shine There's a way every sorry soul can see And it'll lead you home to Jesus On a clear and golden line And I'm walking 
Down the road He made for me Down the road He made for me Down the road Down the road Down the road Is where I'll be Down the road Down the road He made for me When I think I've got troubles How bad could my troubles be When I'm walking down the road He made for me Down the road He made for me And I know in the beginning And at the end be walking with the one who set me free Had your COVID-19 booster vaccine? The Murdoch Children's Research Institute, located at Royal Children's Hospital, are looking for people aged 18 years or older who have not yet received a COVID-19 booster vaccine to participate in the COVID-19 booster trial. You will either be given a standard or reduced dose Pfizer or Moderna booster and you will receive your antibody test results. For more information, contact covid.booster at mcri.edu.au. The Murdoch Children's Research Institute is a 3CR supporter. In DigiChew, people place language. Connecting stories, culture and language across Australia. Contribute your content in digitube.com.au. Sign up for a free account and select your options for streaming. Download and broadcast promotion. A 3CR supporter. 
3CR, 855am, 3cr.org.au, 3CR Digital, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for your company. Had a couple of messages in on the um, on the various means of communication over on the SM um, over on the um, Facebook. Um, Hoffler said, "Go Greece, absolutely." Um, there, um, you know, it's great to see these things happening, and I believe there is some, um, we'll say, cultural, national sort of. Um, tendency for some people to have more be more likely to have intersex variations may want to check out intersex human rights australia and other intersex sites to find out more about that uh, and over on the sms line which once again is 61456751215 had a comment in from john which leads into to some extent one of the stories we've got to cover and this will be one of that will could be a little emotional so we'll just give a low to medium level general content warning. Um, John has said, quote, there is a pattern emerging of those that oppose us when you bring in people, um, bring people in who don't share the same values. This is what happens. Same thing with the Muslim WAFL player. And so let's lead into this issue of the Sea Eagles. The background of this is that um, the Manly Sea Eagles, a national rugby league, the um, main the highest ranked um, rugby body in a uh, rugby league body in Australia. Their men's team was um, going to wear a pride jumper, and seven players um, said no, and they um, therefore decided not to play in a match last Thursday. Now, there's all sorts of views going on here, and I'm going to look um, at an article from sbs.com.au again, which I'll hyperlink in. How Manly's Pride Jersey Saga took a toll on Pacifica and LGBTIQ plus community groups because it does quote those of lived expertise. And unfortunately, um, the this article this article says, and when I say unfortunately, I think it's unfortunate that what it's what I'm about to quote is correct. Instead, experts say the club can take lessons on what was a masterclass on how not to approach complex intersectional issues of faith and sexuality in the workplace. Now, that is true. You don't just say three days before you're going to wear this jumper. There will need to be time for consideration, and you need. I'm a great believer in trying to call people in and give people a sense of ownership. Yes, I would love it if there was no discrimination um, um, and no prejudice and um, all those sorts of things. But the reality is that, um, you know, we're not there yet and we sometimes have to try to, to use the phrase, call people in, um, you know, and I don't, don't I? And um, I think that's a fair approach, bring people along with you. And there therefore was a big botch on behalf of, um, in my opinion, of how Manley's management um, handled this. And so seven players stood down. The Everyone in League journey, Jersey sorry, was launched on Monday ahead of the Women in League round. And Coach Des Hasler fronted the media apologising sincerely for the confusion, discomfort and pain to his playing group. Um, that's a quote for those three key words. The LGBTIQA plus community and the wider rugby league. This poor management and poor project management caused significant, significant confusion and disappointment and pain for many people. And it's led to disappoint. The whole thing's led to disappointment from Pacifica communities, some of which is perceived as being homophobic for their religious values, 
and the Rainbow communities expressed heartbreak at the player boycott who felt unaccepted in the league. Um, so um, then the article then goes on to say six of the seven players who made the decision to boycott the Pride jersey hail from the Pacific Islands, a region with strong ties to religion and culture. And and please apologise if I have pronunciation wrong here. He, Hioli um, Ravulu, and that's spelled J-I-O-J-I, um, Chair of Social Work and Social Studies at University of Sydney, said to understand the players, how did we get here in the first place? And the professor, who is Fijian Indigenous and involved with the NRL, said that, here's an interesting quote, and this is a quote, that Pacifica communities have, quote, learned a lot of these rigid views on sexuality from white Western perspectives. Prior to colonisation in the Pacific Islands, many of us as sexual beings, our sexuality was fluid, he said. The idea that we create tension around our sexuality is something that I think Western society has placed on us. Once we enable people to feel safe for their cultural diversity and difference in these spaces, this is where we're going to see a lot of change and better attitudes towards inclusion. Hmm, is all I can say to that. Samoan Pastor Mafi Mata'afa said that the players have been unfairly condemned as being homophobic, but their complex cultural and religious connection wasn't considered. Yes, agree with that last few words. Um, these boys are not there to hurt anybody. Well, no one said they were. They're just there to... Um, they're just there to say to their club, we have a belief, we have a view, and we want to be listened to. Well, yeah, again, could have listened. Um, and uh, Mr. Mata'afa commended the players for um, um, defending their beliefs despite the, quote, enormous backlash they would receive. And um, the Christian beliefs are not about just turning up to church on Sunday. This is them. And to tell someone to change you by just making them after announcement is very poor. Well, I'd agree with that last comment. Again, you've got to work it through. Um, he also said religious freedoms can't exist within a vacuum, explaining that cultural intersections of culture and gender must coexist to have an accepting culture. And then we get to trans Mayan woman and co-secretary of ILGA, International Lesbian and Gay Association, um, to... Um, Tuzina Yamania Brown said the controversy around the jerseys has totally tarnished the significance of LGBTIQ inclusivity. She's criticised total lack of leadership and management. It should never have come to this. And the appetite for the Australian people is they want inclusivity. They want to support LGBT people, but for sports codes, they need to do their part. And then we have a comment from the Diversity Council of Australia CEO, Lisa Aness, um, and this, the drama could have been avoided had there been better communication um, so it's about bringing people to the table, this article says, and also, um, you know, but you can't just have people at the table. Everyone needs to be heard, listened, affirmed, respected, understood, and you create win-win solutions. And so it has raised the question of whether the NRL is ready for a pride round. Now, there's only one thing I'm going to add for my own personal comment here is that it seems at some reports, my money going on the report said that the seven players said it was their Polynesian culture. And yes, that's part of Polynesian culture, but you know, there's lots of parts of Polynesian culture, as there is of, we'll say, white Anglo-Saxon culture and Australian culture um, on this large island and surrounding smaller ones. So I don't really feel anyone has a monopoly on culture. And is it discrimination? The legal definition, which I'll apply in a practical sense, is discrimination is... Um, is um, um, unfavourable treatment on the basis of an attribute. 
Is it unfavourable treatment to give up your privilege when you're not facing discrimination is a question that could be asked. I am being more restrained because, as I say, I'm not someone of Aboriginal nor Torres Strait Islander background. Um, and also um, the another of our wonderful um, awesome listeners, Kayleen, has asked, is it worth noting um, some religions are actively inclusive of LGBTIQA plus people? That is a good call. Um, a few years ago, I think it was 2018, um, after the attempted wedge of religion and LGBTI in the postal survey period, which led to marriage equality, um, that um, I'm where I used to work, Transgender Victoria, I had a panel discussion with a number of leaders of faith and trans people of each faith. And there was uh, Buddhist, Anglican, Catholic and Jewish from memory. And so, of course, there are all sorts of religions and denominations and parts of each faith that are inclusive. Great point, Kayleen. And Kayleen has put on her blog, politicalmusingsofkayleen.blogspot.com, a post which also um, I will tuck in to the um, hyperlinks for your further reading. All right, um, let's hear um, not um, on um, the particular issues of the seagulls, but today's the final episode of um, Pacific X after three months, a great journey, um, and I hope that people have gained a greater understanding of um, the Pacifica cultures. Let's have a listen to the final um, instalment from Pacific X. You're on 3CR 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Talo falava, maalo elele, kiorana, fakalo falahiatu, kiora, misa bulavinaka, aloha, woman jacka, and hello. We are PX Fano, a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast created during the COVID-19 pandemic as a voice for our community, informing and promoting good health and keeping our rainbow Fano safe from COVID. This is presented by the Pacific X Collective and produced on Wurundjeri land in the studios of 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. This is Sonia Hammer. This is PX Fano. This is the last episode for our special COVID podcast. And I just want to acknowledge that we are speaking on Wurundjeri land, uh, the Kulin Nation here in Nam. And I would like to acknowledge elders past, future and present that are listening. And this is thanks to 3CR Community Radio. Welcome, PX Fono, Pacific X. Hello, So I have Maki, Latoya, Tony right. and Sarah. So yes, what a good way to complete our journey by getting together and just talking about what that experience has been like and just like COVID it's uh, endured we're still here we're surviving it's been a challenge and I want to ask everyone how they're feeling starting with you Marky. In all honesty like I'm it's definitely been a challenge managing this and ensuring that like everyone's okay with the episodes and stuff but it was also a learning experience. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely good. And I'm sad that it's coming to an end, but I'm also happy that there's also something to look forward to for PX Fano. Absolutely. Mama Latoya, 
Hi, everyone. Yes, I agree with Mikey. It was a challenge, especially, you know, when we, we started, it was during lockdown, coming in and out of lockdowns. Doing this, the podcast, you know, I found it, you know, fun to be able to talk to people. It was just challenging because, you know, the topics were around about COVID and just going through those two years of COVID, you know, it was just like, oh, do I need to talk about it? But we've successfully done it. So, yeah. The lockdowns were a huge change and massive challenge for everyone with this podcast. So tell us, Sarah, what's the experience been like for you doing this COVID podcast? I think my personal experience was I really enjoyed just having the conversation with people and just sort of hearing their stories, even like hearing stories from my partner, Leah, and the kids, and even just hearing the kids explain what they feel interviewing my nephew July and he he came across with a real positive perspective which I just loved because I was like you Mm know I'm so used to hearing a lot of negative stories or just you know sort of like sad stories from what people have been through he just really gave a a more positive perspective of how he utilized everything his his time and Mm. um, even the resources in the end he's now like becoming a real successful artist with his music but then also his dancing so I was just like wow this is great and without that podcast I never would have known his own experience and many others I really love that one but I want to ask Tony as well uh yes absolutely I think for me yeah it was emotional and also learning and I think when we're going through something together we tend to forget that there are so many other perspectives and experiences throughout the the pandemic and everyone dealt with it differently we can see from the the range of guests that we had over the episodes everyone sort of experienced it a little bit different and so for me it was perspective shifting and I really appreciated that what was the highlight for you Marky Uh, So a highlight for me would actually be being able to interview people in our community and people that I connect closely with in community as well. Like just being able to have my sis Nuafe have just been able to acknowledge other community platforms that did work and for our Pacifica communities. Yeah, that was a blessing for me to be able to do that. I noticed um, in uh, one of your episodes that you did, you were looking at, yeah, some of those Pacifica groups that have been on the front line and from delivering food to people who needed it to vaccinations and, and making people aware of what they need to do. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Sarah, I also loved your beautiful rainbow Fano <laughs> talking about your family in one of the earlier episodes, which yeah. are available for everyone to download, to listen to. It's very <laughs> easy to do, everybody. Yeah, yeah tell us about that because that was gorgeous. I didn't really know how the kids would have responded to it, whether it be like, you know, let's um, bribe them with, you know, candy to speak on the, on the radio. <laughs> but um, it was just such a comfortable atmosphere. And I think because we were doing the podcast or doing our own sort of recording here at home, it was like we were just having a conversation with them. Yeah, I just love that the kids just wanted to also sort of share like their their perspective or or the language of, you know, the Samoan language and mm. just saying like talofa and tofa soifua, which is hello in Samoan and then goodbye and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, especially within the LGBTIQA plus community with the Pacifica people 
Māori people, Indigenous. There's a lot of stuff that hadn't been recorded of people's experience or what they've been doing. And the great opportunity for us that we've been given through 3CR to be able to do that and actually have this sort of stuff documented, recorded, and now it's there. It's there forever now. So for those to come, they'll listen back on those podcasts and think, wow, how amazing. And Latoya. Amazing, you know, people to interview, like especially having to um, voice out some of the Takatapui girls that, you know, are finding their identity. But also it was good that I had Lorenzia on who worked with me on the front line. So she had stories to tell and her work experience being a Takatapui, but also um, the lovely Kiki on the show too, as she's an entertainer and a performer and, you know, struggling during the COVID times when she wasn't being able to perform. I really appreciated that too, hearing about sort of a segment of our community that maybe doesn't get the attention, you know, outside of their performance roles and get seen to be, well, hey, it was a struggle. It is a struggle. When we talk about like everyday heroes and people that you that inspire you, I think our guests that have come on, they are everyday heroes and not just our guests, but seeing us, uh, you know, our team come together and learn new skills. And for me, this is a new skill. And so I, I value that. And I value the fact that everyone's doing their own little bit in whatever small way. And to me, that's inspiring. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And also, I mean, to Michele and to Ayan, I mean, Mm. I I will never forget their support and what we've learned from them. They they inspire me. They do really great work. Yeah, Yeah. exceptional training and support. All of you, you have done a fantastic job. You know, we've really got our our word out there. You know, all of you have done a great job. Fafatai, fafatai, love. My last words, having stories told by us is really important. And yeah, I really want to encourage other queer communities out there to speak and um, to find opportunities like this because these are really valuable. Last words from me. I just want to thank all our guests again. Also acknowledging um, the work that Michele, Ayan and Juliet have done in facilitating us as a group, making sure that our episodes were up to scratch to go on out of the pan. And thank you, Sally, for allowing us time on your show to broadcast us for PX Whanau. This is Maki, and you've been listening to PX Whanau Tokisio. This is Latoya. You've been listening to PX Whanau to Fast We Flew Up. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, it's listen up and I'll shut up. <laughs> this is Tony K. Fretton, Kakiteano. You've been listening to PX Whanau with the Pacific X Collective. Speaking about keeping COVID safe and what that means to the Pacifica LGBTIQA plus community, For more of the latest information about COVID, go to www.health.gov.au. Listen and download our episodes from 3cr.org.au forward slash pxfano. And to find out more about who we are, go to pacificx.com. PXfano would like to thank the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Program for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Our theme music is performed and produced by Vina. Thanks to the crew from Pacific X for their great series. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Wonderful work and um, go well, gang. 
Um, well, um, they were Pacifica um, people were in the news this week on um, the issue of the Sea Eagles jerseys and the other thing, or and another thing that was in the the news this week. And I I will raise the content warning level just a little here. Is the um, Melbourne Shrine of Remembrance cancels the Rainbow Light plan. And here's the content note, signing, citing threats and abuse. And um, it's sad that this is being um, cancelled because of um, what this ABC News article says was sustained abuse and threats at staff. Um, look, no, you know, the idea that we cave into threats is not acceptable um, when it's about anything. Um, and look, I respect the right of any staff to go to work safe, but um, I, I just don't know if that's really a right decision. Um, you know, um, and whilst um, the this article quotes um, the, um, the, I'm sorry, um, the Shrine of Remembrance Chief Executive Dean Lee has um, said, quote, we have seen something of what members of LGBTIQ plus community experience every day is, is hateful. Well, I don't really think we should just, you know, sort of cave into verbal threats. That's not, I just something about that, that says that's not right. And, you know, there must be other ways to protect staff. Um, I don't know if it's phone calls or something. Um, record the calls, trace the calls and give people a cap. Yeah, you can have, I mean, a nice gentle way, I'd better say, um, because who are making those calls because... Um, that is just not acceptable, and um, I think that um, you know, sort of, um, that I just don't really agree. That's right, and um, um, some social media activity suggested there could be a protest at the lights taking place on Sunday afternoon. Well, if it's a peaceful protest, everyone's got the right to peaceful protest, and um, they've sought advice of shrines, partners, and friends, veterans, representatives of LGBTIQ veteran community, and Victorian government. And um, you know, some um, political commentators um, have opposed this, saying that the rainbow flag is um, divisive to some people. It's totally a, um, a sign of positivity for people, for a group of people, and it's divisive. Sorry, commentators who are saying that, no. Um, there are some symbols that are just totally destructive and evil, and that's not appropriate. But the rainbow flag is not one of them. And I just find that really, really sad. Um, and, um, you know, sort of um, the question is what else will happen? Um, and, you know, some people have gone on about politicising the shrine. Well, the building was illuminated to remember the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Um, so is that a political comment? Some people may have dis um, not liked or disagreed with the views of Shinzo Abe. I'm sure lots of people did. Um you know, there's all sorts of, um, you know, sort of things that um, um, need to be done. Now, there's still an exhibition going ahead. Uh, I, you could then argue, saying, will people ring up and make threats about an exhibition? Um, I'm sorry, you know, where do you draw a line? I, I just think that, I think this, you know, needed, it was about standing strong. LG, LGBTIQA plus people need to stand strong. We have to do it on sometimes every day of our lives, and I think to just cave in to threats, um, you know, is not the answer. Um, they'll you know get 
you know, support your staff by all means. Do extra counselling, as I say. Stop the calls. Um, you know, sort of put notes on your website or some social media saying if you have to disagree, do it politely without threatening staff. Much better ways to go about it. Um, and I think that um, you know, no one. I don't. I haven't heard any of the. Um, outspoken political commentators who are often very opinionated about nothing, not naming any names, um, really come along and, um, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, um, condemn the threats. I haven't heard of that. If they have, I'm happy to be corrected. So, um, you know, it's a discon... These sorts of stories that we've had are disconcerting that when... Now, overwhelmingly, I'm now firmly of the opinion that 80% of people support the principle of a fair go for LGBTIQA plus people. For example, 80% of people were against the Religious Discrimination Bill, according to one piece of research I've seen. Um, 87% of people were either negative or neutral towards Catherine Deves, the candidate for Warringah in the election. 82% of parents want gender and sexuality discussed in schools. I don't think it's appropriate that, you know, the loud, ironic, and I'm being deliberately ironic in the choice of my words, that loud, chest-thumping, fist-shaking, aggressive um, people, minority voices, can threaten um, other people because people say, well, isn't the LGBTIQA plus community a minority? But yes, lots of people who are none of those communities support LGBTIQA plus. They don't support threats and they don't support other things as well. So um, I think that there's a lot of twisted debate going around and I just think that there's, I try to live my life, I'm not perfect by a motto of am I always coming from a place of kindness in what I do and how I do it and if someone is threatening staff or if someone is just thinking of themselves and saying my culture trumps yours, that to me comes across as selfish which really is the opposite of kindness to a fair extent. You know, let's get to win-win solutions and the LGBTI communities, no matter what some shrill, loud voices of all sorts want to say, has always wanted that and just wanted that equality and wants to want to achieve it that way. And there's a real concern about what is going on. Anyway, let's have um, some more music and let's hear this to hear this time um, from a little bit of Midnight Oil. And um, I know this is a track I play a lot, but we'll give it a um, a whirl. And um, it is, of course, from their Macarada uh, project and Gadigal Land. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. <laughs>
Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, three CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And um, prior to the messages, we heard some of Midnight Oil from the Macarata Project and Gadigal Land, uh, and um, part of the. Um, Indigenous and Indigenous-themed music um, we're playing today in honour of the late, great Archie Roach. Well, there's one more issue to cover that has been making the news, and um, that is the issue of monkeypox. And um, this, I'd be the first to say, is perhaps not my direct area of expertise, but um, there are lots of people who do. And my um, colleague James on In Your Face, 4 Till 5 Fridays, had a great interview with Colin Batrumi from Thorn Harbour Health, formerly Victorian AIDS Council. And Colin is quoted in this article um, from Guardian Australia, which um, 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 was published um, yesterday on the 30th of July, and also along with other um, leaders in um, issues of gay and bisexual men. And... um, you know there are now 44 reported cases as of Thursday, mostly international travellers and people aged 21 to 40 years. Now we of course have World Pride, which um, will attract a lot of gay and bisexual men. And I, this is what this article is saying, but I'm bringing it up on this show because I don't claim, to, as I say, to be an expert on this. But is this about any assigned male person, to use the exact language I'd use on this show, um, who has sex with any? game as other assigned male person which therefore affects trans women and um, trans women who were assigned slash designated male at birth uh, non-binary people sorry assigned male at, um, slash designated male at birth and um, you know the stigmatization of the gay community in the AIDS crisis of the 80s and 90s um, lingers in public memory and um so it brings up a lot of feelings given um, the HIV response, and this is according to Nick Hollis, who's founder of the Institute of Many. That's his quote, and we have to acknowledge there's going to be a lot of feelings. Um, Heath Painter, deputy CEO of the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, AFAO, um, said whilst the virus is very different clinically, there are diff- similarities to HIV culturally because, quote, it's a virus transmitted through sexual contact and interconnected sexual networks of gay and bisexual men at the moment in the Northern Hemisphere. But um, it's only a matter of time before that starts to happen in Australia with community transmission. And um, um, the World Health Organization Director General says gay and bisexual men should consider reducing the number of sexual partners they have. But um, Andrew Grulich, head of HIV Epidemiology and Prevention at the Kirby Institute, said the advice would not be effective unless people knew when they would be vaccinated um, and says that many gay men um, stopped having casual sex, as did other sexualities, um, for a, sh- a few weeks uh, when we got started. I remember that being 
advice given at the start of the COVID pandemic over two years ago. And um, Nick Hollis quite rightly said that queer people are the architects of safer sex. We invented safer sex. It wasn't a clinician or a politician. We came up with the strategies. So hopefully um, that can happen when we get to monkeypox. But I think it does need to include not just cis gay men and cis bi men, but also, as I say, assigned male trans women and assigned male non-binary people. And also we want, um, Heath Painter said, we need to avoid um, weaponizing this. Um, Colin Batrumi has quoted in this article as well, um, and um, it needs to and has said that focus on sexual health and well-being of Thorn Harbour has been one of non-judgmental, clear information and positivity. So um, it's really important that when vaccinations get out there for this, I think that um, and there will be one, I imagine, pretty quickly that it happens. Um, I also played the uh, message for COVID vaccinations. I helped my fourth zap just a week ago. And if you are comfortable to do so, have the health and all that sort of thing, um, I think that it's highly recommended that you get that fourth one um, if possible. Um, anyway, I'm out of time. It's been a packed program. Didn't have time, sorry, Hoffler, to discuss um, Beyonce. Um, I'll have to look into that one. Um, once again, um, a last track today for, um, in honour of the late, great Archie Roach. Um, and also there's a um, article in today's Guardian um, from First Dog on the Moon, a celebration of extraordinary trans people with Ken the Hen Gender Ambiguity Chicken. Um, I'm not sure I think I've seen that character before, whether this is a new one. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure or not. But, um, you know, sort of, um, and this um, um, has pictures of people like Chelsea Manning, Georgie Stone, Marsha P. Johnson, Elliot Page, Benja Ra, and many others. So I'm going to be posting, I think I'll put a link to that in to the um, podcast as well on you, First Dog on the Moon. Take it out today with a little bit in the last few minutes of the show of um, the classic that um, 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 in honour of Indigenous artists today and once again in honour of Archie Roach from the album by Paul Kelly and the Messages Comedy, a little bit of From Little Things, Big Things Grow and Archie Roach, you certainly grew some big things, um, travel safely and lightly. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Gather round people I'll tell you a story An eight year long story Of power and pride British Lord Vesty and Vincent Lignari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesty was fat with money and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean and spoke very little. He had no bank balance, hard dirt was his floor. From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow The Ringy were working For nothing but rations But once they had gathered The wealth of the land Daily the pressure 
Got tighter and tighter The winds are decided They must make a stand They picked up their swags And started off walking At Water Creek They sat themselves down Now it don't sound like much But it sure got tongues talking Back at the homestead And then in the town From little things Big things grow You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.